الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إن الله تعالى يقول يا ابن آدم تفرغ لعبادتي أملأ صدرك غنا وأسد فقرك وإلا تفعل ملأت مديك شغلا ولم أسد فقرك وكما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم In this world there are two types of promises One is the promise that the people of dunya the people of the world will give to us and one is the promise that is divine from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the side of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam The promise of this dunya the promise of the people of this dunya is temporary it is bound to fail it has never proven to be true and the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the promise of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam can never be false will always hold true whether it appears to us or not in the Quran Kareem Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking about his promise inna wa'dallahi haqq verily the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is true dunya. do not let the worldly life beguile you deceive you do not let the great deceiver, shaitan, deceive. The promise of Allah is true. What the dunya will promise you, what shaitan will promise you is not true, is bound to be false and bound to fail. If you look in the way of this world, generally the promise is of two, kind, two types. One is the promise is that the more wealth you get, the more of material you get, the more successful you will be. And the more position you get, you become the king, you become the president, you get kingdom, then you will be successful. On the other hand, if you look at the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the word of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, success is not linked to dunya. Success is not linked to the things of the dunya. Success is not linked to the position of this world. But success is linked to the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, having true iman and bringing the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam into our life. In the hadith which I read in the khutbah, it's a hadith qudsi, the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Narrated by Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu is a narrator. He says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna Allah ta'ala yaqul, Verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ibn Adam, O insan, O human being, O the children of Adam alayhi wa sallam, Tafarrag li ibadati, Free yourself from my worship, Free yourself from my obedience, Free yourself to bring the, my command in your life. What will be my response? This is the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I will make your heart independent. I will free your heart of all worries, all concerns. And I will block off poverty coming to you. What the promise is linked to? Not the acquiring of material, not the acquiring of more money, not more buildings, but Allah's promise of safety from poverty, of our hearts being independent, being at ease, free from worries, is linked to his ibadat, linked to his obedience. Free yourself from my ibadat. Free yourself from my obedience. What will be Allah's response? I will fill your heart with independence, with freedom from any worry, any independence on anyone else besides me. And I will block off poverty coming to you. If you do not do this, if you still will chase after the world to acquire more and more in order to make your heart at ease and to make yourself feel that this will save you from poverty, Allah Ta'ala says the, re the reverse will be true. I will keep you busy all the time. And I will not stop poverty coming. What the world is telling us, the more effort you make, the more time you give, the more you put behind your business, the more the world will give you back. But this is a false promise of the world. But the true promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, you dedicate yourself towards me, you fulfill my command, you bring the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in your life. Even if you have little bit of this world, minimal provisions of this world, Minimal effort of this world, I will put this contentment in your heart and I will protect you from poverty. My respected other brothers, we said in the beginning, there are two promises and this will continue. It never starts now, from the beginning of time, it will continue till the last day. There will be two types of promises in this world. 
the promise that the people of dunya, the promises of the dunya that will make to you, which seems very true, which seems apparently that it's successful, but this is the false reality of this world. And the real, which is not hidden from our eyes, which is behind parda, is the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which has held true in the past and will hold true till the day of Qiyam. Today in the world, everyone is worried. Everyone is worried and we're supposed to be worried because of what is happening in Gaza, in Palestine, and other parts of the world. And this does not start now, it started before we were born. And after we leave this world, it will continue. Because the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the test will definitely come on this ummah. The greatest of Allah's creation, those who are ma'asum, the anbiya, they went through the most of the difficulty. This difficulty that we are seeing now, is a glimpse of what they went through. Just to explain this point in Quran Sharif, in the second Jews of Quran, Allah Ta'ala speaks about the people of the past. Such difficulties they went through, that the Nabi, despite having the highest position, despite having the complete conviction in Allah's promises, even the Nabi went through so much test that the Nabi also brought these words on his tongue, Mata Nasrullah. So much difficulty that they, he also was anticipating when will the help of Allah come. Can you imagine the one who had the highest level of conviction, what difficulty he must have been put through, to also ask this question that when will the help of Allah come? So the, the Anbiya of the past, the Muslimin of the past, and the Muslim of this Ummah in the past and currently, until Qiyamah will continue, will definitely go through problems, go through difficulties. This is the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has different reasons for doing it. The test of our Iman, test of our commitment to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that despite the difficulties around us, we will continue obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we all are worried and we have to be worried. But the greater worry should be not that the lives of our Muslims are going. That is definitely a worry and we should, it should cause pain to us. But if a Muslim goes with Iman, a Muslim leaves this world with Iman, then he's a successful person. Outside, it looks difficult. Outside, people are getting hurt, people are getting injured. But the reality is different. As we mentioned, what the world is showing us, what the world is telling us is different. What Allah Ta'ala tells us, what Nabi Sallallahu is true. In this world, if someone gets killed, Someone gets attacked in a ruthless way, violently. Then the heart pain, another person, he passes away easily. Apparently, there's no difficulty. Passing on his bed, he passes away amongst his family members. No one is sending a missile from the skies. No one is shooting from the ground. This is what the world is showing us. But look at what the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said. And our yaqeen, our conviction has to be more on the words of Allah and His Rasul than what we see with our eyes. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned the easiest of deaths. The easiest of deaths is the death of a shaheed, the death of a martyr. What pain does a martyr go through? Apparently the martyr is going to difficulty. The martyr is being attacked. The martyr is being hurt. Nabi Sallallahu mentioned the heart. The pain the martyr goes through is like a prick. How a thorn pricks us, small needle pricks us. You don't even pay attention to that, to that pain. That is the pain the martyr goes through. What we are seeing apparently is the only the apparent. The martyr is already gone to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala enjoying the bounties of Jannah. So what we see in this world is not true. It's not real. What is real is what Allah and His Rasul have told. So everyone is worried and we should be worried. It's demand of our Iman. If it doesn't pain us, then we have to look at our hearts, whether we are true believers, because the, the death of a Muslim has to cause pain to us. The harm to a Muslim has to cause pain to us. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi mentioned in the hadith, Al-Muslimuna ka rajulin wahid. The Muslims all together, the whole ummah, are like one human body. In ishtaka aynuhu ishtaka kullu. If the eye pains, the whole body pains. Wa in ishtaka ra'suhu ishtaka kullu. If the head pains, the whole body pains. So this pain has to be felt. It's part of our iman. If you're not feeling the pain, sometimes initially you will feel it. But as time goes, and as it happens again and again, we become oblivious to what is happening. So to keep reminding ourselves, how Allah has blessed us, what is Allah has given us, and what difficulties our brothers are going through around the world. But coming back to what I said in the beginning, this is the one is the promise of the dunya. But what is the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What is the promise of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? This is what we have to bring our conviction in, and this is what we have to keep in front of us all the time. Let us not forget, as we approach Qiyamah, and definitely Qiyamah is approaching, not from now, from the time of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
the words of Allah SWT in Quran, these words came down in the time of Nabi SAW, Qiyamah is very close. One of the initial signs of Qiyamah was the, the demise of Nabi SAW. So Qiyamah, we are getting closer to Qiyamah. And as Qiyamah comes closer, the test will be on our Iman. Every Nabi warned his people about Dajjal. Nabi Karim also warned the Ummah about Dajjal. What will be the test of Dajjal? The test of Dajjal also will be the test of Iman. Dajjal will be showing fire, the fire will be water. Dajjal will be showing water, the water will be fire. What we are seeing won't be true. It will be the opposite. At that point, we have to have yaqeen on what Nabi Sallallahu told us, not what we are seeing in front of us. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in Quran Shari has explained in few ayat that all the things we desire in this world are not find, found in mulk and mal, not found in position and wealth. It's found in iman and amal, in bringing true obedience of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala according to the Sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in one ayat of Quran, "Wa'ad Allahu al-ladina amanu minkum wa amilu al-salihat la yastakhlifanhum fi al-ard." كما استخلف الذين من قبلهم وليمكنن لهم دينهم الذي ارتضى لهم ويبدلنهم من بعد خوفهم امنا ان ذس ايت الله تعالى سبيكس ابوت ثري باونتي ذات ذس امه ويل ريسيف فروم ذا سايد اوف الله سبحانه وتعالى بيست اون ايمان اند اعمال توداي وان وري وي هاف از ذس ديفيكالتي ويل نوت بي اون ذا امه اف ذا امه وا ان تشارج اف ذا امه وا ان اوتوريتي اف ذي واز ا خليفه الله سبحانه وتعالى استريجز يور ديزاير خلافه يور ديزاير اوتوريتي اون ذا لاند يور ديزاير تو رول اوفر ذا بيبل نو بروبلم But fulfill the condition, then Allah will give it to you. وَعَدَ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مِنْكُمْ وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Bring true iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Bring true obedience of Allah. Doing good deeds, Allah will give you the authority of the land. There's no iman in a'mal, then that condition is not fulfilled. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's promise will not. So this is the first. Everyone desires this. Why the Muslim not ruling? And those who are ruling are not ruling as they're supposed to be ruling. All comes down to us. Each one individually is an ummah of his own. If he corrects himself, the world will become correct. If we worry about everyone else correcting themselves and coming right, but you don't look at ourselves firstly, then nothing will happen. One scholar once mentioned, just as an example, parable, said once he was preparing for a Juma Bayan, he was preparing, he was busy, small child of his came and disturbed him. The children are small, they want to play, they want attention. So he tried to divert the child's attention, he found one puzzle. The puzzle was a world map. So he said, this child is so small, what this child knows about the world? How long this puzzle will take this child, my work will get done. So he gave the puzzle to the child, to the child, this is your work for today. He carried on doing his work. After a few minutes, the child returned with a complete world puzzle. The father was amazed, such a small child. What he knows, where is China, where is America, where is Brazil? But he managed to fit the puzzle together. Couldn't believe it. Then he turned the puzzle over. And he saw that behind, on the other side of the puzzle, was the face of a human being. He said, at that moment, point of reflection, Allah put in my heart, if man comes right, the world will come right. The child knew how to make the face of a man. Allah Ta'ala on the other side made it such that the world was made. One man, each man individually, he makes an effort to correct himself. Bring his life upon 100% Iman. Bring his life upon on, on the Sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Not waiting for others to do it. Inshallah, if everyone has that concern, Very, very quickly the world will come right. So this is the first promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want authority, we want khilafat on the land. Allah will give it to us if we bring true iman and amal. Second promise in this ayah. Everyone desires that deen must reign supreme. That deen must be practiced in the whole world. Because deen is the only true real religion. It's deen and Islam. Everything else is false. Everything else has zulm, oppression. The only deen, only... Religion that has justice is Islam. Even the disbelievers understand this. So everyone desires the whole world was coming to deen. How did it happen? Allah Ta'ala tells us in the ayat also. You bring iman and aman in your life, Allah will make deen come alive in the whole world. That deen which is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is beloved to the believers, which is the only acceptable deen, Allah will make it, will establish it on the surface of the earth, 
if the people of Iman bring true Iman and Ahmad. If Deen comes alive in the whole world, all oppression will be will, be, will go away. It will only be justice because that is what Deen stands for. All oppression will continue as long as Deen has not been established in the land. If Deen is established in one community, that community will see the benefit. If Deen is established in a country, that country will see the benefit. If Deen is established in the whole world, the whole world will see the benefit. Umar bin Abdul Aziz, rahmatullahi who known as the second Umar, was a very great king, very great Khalifa of the Ummah that passed. He, had, he ruled with justice. Such justice was in his time that Allah made something which we cannot even imagine. Allah showed it to the Ummah at that time. The wolf and the sheep are enemies. The wolf's motto, goal in life is to get the sheep, eat the sheep, that is risk, that is rosy. In the time of Umar, Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, the wolf and the sheep would drink from the same water. Truck. Such justice prevailed that justice also came in the land of the animals, in the kingdom of the animals. One person, he was far away from where Umar ibn Abdul Aziz was, was present at that time. And he knew that this was the condition. Suddenly, one day, he saw a wolf attack a sheep. He said, probably Umar ibn Abdul Aziz has passed it. Obviously, the telecommunications like how we have now was not that time. After some time, the message reached exactly precisely at that time when the wolf attacked the sheep was the death of Umar bin Abdullah. So when justice prevails, Allah Ta'ala makes the effect across the whole world. So the second is, if we want deen to come alive, we want oppression to be removed, for that we have to bring Iman and Ahmad. And the third is, we all know what fear, what worry, what concern people will go through, bombs raining down over on, on their heads. They know what, where the next meal is coming from, where the next drink of pure water is coming from. This worry, this concern, this fear all the time. What will happen to my father? What will happen to my mother? What will happen to my children? Allah Ta'ala says, bring Iman and A'mal. Allah will replace the fear with ease, with comfort, with safety, with security. After their fear, Allah will bring aman, peace, safety and security. Another ayat of Quran, Allah Ta'ala makes the same promise. Those who bring Iman and they do not mix they iman with zulm. Zulm here refers to shirk. The iman is true. They don't mix the iman with shirk. Ascribing partners to Allah, attributed to besides Allah. What Allah Ta'ala says, lahumul amn. For these people, people who have true iman is safety and security. Peace and content. This is the first promise. In this ayah, three promises. Authority on the land. Deen will be established in the world. And Allah will replace fear with ease and comfort. Another desire everyone has. Every Muslim must get respect. Every Muslim must be honored. Person mustn't be disgraced. In this world also we do not want disgrace. And more importantly on the day of family, they don't want disgrace. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also kept this in Iman and Amal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلِلَّهِ الْعِزَّةُ وَلِرَسُولِهِ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ Izzat and respect belongs to who? Izzat and respect belongs first to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Secondly, it belongs to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ Those who have true Iman, Allah will give them Izzat and respect. Izzat and respect is not, as we said before, in mulk and mal, in kingdom, in position, in wealth. Today a person has wealth, tomorrow the wealth is gone. Today he has kingdom, tomorrow it's gone. We can understand it very properly in our country. One day a person is in a prison, next day he's a president. The day one person is a president, the day he loses his presidency, the police are after him and put him in jail. One day, respect, next day is disgrace. And this is the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is the owner of kingdom. He gives kingdom to whoever he wishes. He takes away kingdom from whoever he wishes. In the time of Musa alayhi salam, Fir'aun was the king. He claimed divinity also. From the throne of Egypt, Allah Ta'ala drowned him in the sea. From there, Allah Ta'ala took it away. The Banu Israel, they were downtrodden. Allah Ta'ala gave them respect. So in Allah's hands, Allah will give honor who he wishes. Allah will disgrace who he wishes. And Allah's system is that, is that the respect will be for who? Is that the respect will be for the people of Iman? Another ayat, Allah Ta'ala gives another promise. Everyone in this world desires easy life, content life, pure life. No worry, no restriction, no constraint. This everyone desires. Allah Ta'ala has also promised this, not in mulk and mal, not more wealth, more luxury, more material, more position. It's not found there. A world is telling us it's found there. 
Shaitan is promising us that it's found there. But Allah is saying it's not found there. The one who brings him does good deeds, whether he's male or female, not restricted to the males, even the females, good deeds. With the condition wa huwa mu'min, true iman. Allah Ta'ala says, فَلَا نُحْيَنَّهُ Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam. Definitely, we will grant him a pure life in this world. The reward in the akhirah is much better. On the other hand, Allah Ta'ala speaks about the other side also. وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِ One who turns away from my reminder, from my deen. What will be his condition? Despite having wealth, despite having kingdom, despite having position, what will be, what will be the reality? فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً ضَنْكَ very, very constrained life, very restricted. All the means of comfort around there, but he's not comfortable. All the means of ease there, but he's not feeling at ease. All the means of success, but he's not, he's not successful. Another person, apparently there's no means. Apparently there's nothing there that will give him comfort. But sometimes you see on the side of the road, person is getting a very beautiful sleep on cardboard. And another person in the most expensive of beds, is taking pills, but he cannot sleep. Where it's found, it's not found in there. It's found in the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah has placed it in Iman and A'mal. When you will have Iman and A'mal, Allah will give us a beautiful life. Turn away from Iman and A'mal, our life will be constrained. Allah says, such people will turn away from my reminder, from my deen. On the day of Qiyamah, despite having sight in this world, Allah will make them blind on that day. Respect Allah and brothers, everything we desire. If you look at it, there are many ayat of Quran, many ahadiths of Nabi Wasallam, promises of everything in this world, the good of this world also, the good of the Akhirat also is only found in Iman Amal, not found in Mulk and Mal, not found in the things of this world. Everyone desires Barakah, everyone desires blessing. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, وَلَوْ أَنَّ أَهْلَ الْقُرَىٰ آمَنُوا وَاتَّقُوا لَفَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ بَرَكَاتٍ مِّنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ Allah Ta'ala says the people of the villages, they bring Iman, adopt Taqwa. In simple words, they obey the commands of Allah, they refrain from the disobedience of Allah. What will be Allah's response? لَفَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ Allah will open up barakatim min as blessings from the sky and from the earth. The promise of barakah and blessing also is not in more wealth, not in more effort, is in bringing iman amain. Respected Adam and brothers, this also is the lesson that we need to take home today. That if we want the condition to change around the world, the Muslim around the world to be at ease, Muslim around the world to be comfortable, Muslim around the world to be successful, to be protected from disgrace, protected from difficulties, then we starting with ourselves in individuals, we have to make an effort to bring iman amain. One quick example from history to understand this point and we will conclude in the time of musa salam, musa salam was that nabi of allah and banu israel is that nation who allah Ta'ala speaks about in most of the quran some ulama have mentioned 28 jews of the quran contain the story of banu israel and musa salam. almost the whole quran what is the reason why allah Ta'ala spoke about them so much because allah Ta'ala wants us the ummah ummah of nabi salam is being addressed to take lesson from their life if look at just look at the time of musa salam, before musa salam was born what was the condition of the Banu Israel? Fir'aun was oppressing them. 70,000 babies were killed. They were oppressed. They were suppressed. They were all in slavery. Despite them being a large number of people, Banu Israel were a great number of people. They all were suppressed. They were in difficulty. Similar to what our brothers and sisters in Palestine and Gaza are going. Oppressive ruler over them, killing their children, causing them difficulty, putting them under turmoil, tension all the time. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala miraculously made Musa the birth of Musa take place. He grew up. In the home of the oppressor, thereafter the time came when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deputed him as a Nabi. What was the advice of Musa alayhi to his people despite seeing the conditions around? So this advice applies to us and the ummah at large. When difficulty is found, what effort do we have to make? What is the desire of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So there are many ayat of Quran, but very quickly we will terminate with these few points which we can take home and try to bring into our life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the nine juice of Quran says, Qala Musa Musa salam told his people, Ista'inu billah. First, most importantly, seek assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At no point in these conditions that we are seeing around us, and any time in our life, 
Should we lose focus that Allah is the one in control? Not lose focus that Allah is the one in control. Allah knows exactly happening. It's happening with the decree of Allah, with the permission of Allah. Nothing can move, nothing can stop without Allah's permission. So turn your attention to Allah. Istainu billah. Seek assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In another ayat of Allah ta'ala says, Istainu bisabri was salah. Seek assistance through sabr, being patient, persevere, remain steadfast on deen, and by reading salah and turning to Allah ta'ala. This was the College of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. إِذَا حَزَبَهُ أَمْرٌ فَزِعِ إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ Any difficulty, any matter cropped up, he hastened towards salah. So, إِسْتَعِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَاسْبِرُوا Remain steadfast, despite the difficulties. Do not leave the deen of Allah. The difficulty must not be the means of you leaving out the command of Allah, leaving out the sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Thereafter, Allah Ta'ala relates the words of Musa Alaihi Wasallam. إِنَّ الْأَرْضَ لِلَّهِ Know very well, the land belongs to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Allah will make the inheritance of the land whoever he wishes. Whoever is overpowering any land, whoever is in control of any land, he's in control of that land because of the decree of Allah. Not because of his own power, not because of his own strength, not because of his own military might, it's because of the decree of Allah. But the good end result, the good outcome will be for the muttaqeen. In this ayah, there are a few lessons. One is turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remain steadfast and persevere despite the difficulties. Understand that Allah is the one in control. He owns the land. He will give the land to whoever he wishes. The final outcome will be for the mutta. In the 11 Jews, Allah Ta'ala speaks about two more qualities. What Musa Alayhi told his people. In kuntum amantum billah. If you believe in Allah, if you have true iman, what is the proof of your iman? Fa'alayhi tawakkalu. Place your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we saw it, immediately they said, Qalu ala Allahi tawakkalna. We have placed our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the first is trust in Allah. Whatever is happening, Allah is the one who is in control. Allah will make the condition come, come right. We have to put our trust in Allah. Secondly, we make dua to Allah. Rabbana la taj'alna fitnatan lil-qawmi'l-zalimeen wa najjina bi rahmatika min al-qawmi'l-kafirin. Second effort after iman is effort of dua. And third, Musa alayhi salam told them, told them, waj'alu buyutakum qiblatan wa aqimu salah. Face towards the qibla and establish in your home, make the place of salah and establish salah. After these qualities, Allah Ta'ala says, وَبَشِّرِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ بَشَارَةْ بِلَيَتَّانِيَةً For the believers, for being these qualities, Iman, Tawakkul in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, Dua and Salah. So we all make effort to make it, to change our life, keeping all the promises of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, of respect, of honor, of authority, of deen being established, of safety after fear, all the promises that Allah has promised us, we keep in front of us, and we make an effort to bring Iman and A'ma in our own life, not only our own life, we the Ummah and Nabi Sallallahu we have a responsibility of every single human being make an effort on our community and the Ummah at large. Inshallah, very very quickly, if each of us take it seriously, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will change the conditions. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> ونشكره شكرا جميلا كل ما يشكره شاكرون نشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده ولا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ولانا محمد عبد رسوله أما بعد فيا أيها الناس أوصيك ونفسي أولا بتقوى الله فقد فاز المتقون ويقول الله عز وجل يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين وقال تعالى في مقام آخر ولا تهنوا ولا تحزنوا وأنتم الأعلون إن كنتم مؤمنين وقال تعالى في مقام آخر الذين آمنوا ولم يلبسوا إيمانهم بظلم أولئك لهم الأمن والمهتدون ونبي يريد رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إن الله تعالى يقول يا ابن آدم تفرغ لعبادتي أملأ صدرك غنا وأسد فقرك وإلا تفعل ملأت يديك شغلا ولم أسد فقرك أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم وقال سبحانه وتعالى دعواهم فيها سبحانك اللهم وتحيتهم فيها سلام 
وآخر دعواهم عن الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمد ونستعين ونستغفر ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده ولا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ولانا محمد عبد ورسوله أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه وشدهم في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأصدقهم حيان عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وأقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمة سيد نساء أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله رضي الله تعالى عنه اللهم اغفر العباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وبارك لا تغادر ذنبا يدوان الله تعالى عليه وعن كل الصحابة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوا غردا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فبغضي أبغضهم وخير الناس قرني ثم الذين لونهم ثم الذين لونهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل الآخرة آخرة من الأولى اللهم اهدنا واهد بنا واجعلنا سببا لمن اهتدى اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم ثم ثبتنا على الإيمان ومتنا على الإيمان واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع المتقين والإيمان اللهم لقنا حجة الإيمان عند الممات عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل الإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال تعالى فاذكروني يذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا بحسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصل النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى 
صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر يا الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرور مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مسفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله يا أخي العرب اللهم أنت السلام عنا اللهم لا مانع اللهم لعن الكفرة التي يقاتلون يا اللهم لهم مزق جمعهم تنزل أقدامهم وأنزل بهم بأسك الذي لا اللهم أهلكم كما أهلكت عاد وثمود اللهم خذهم أقصى عزيز مقتدر اللهم اكفناهم بما شئت اللهم إنا نجعلك في نحورهم ونعوذ الله تعالى على خير خلق محمد